I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. What's up, everyone? I'm Noah Daniels. Hey, y'all. I'm JJ. And on this episode, you're not going to hear Kat, because no. she's not here. Of course, Weird. we miss her on this episode, yeah. but we do have the lovely, wonderful JJ joining us this evening. Yeah, we are we are uh, thick into wedding planning uh, season around our end, so yeah, there might be a few episodes where we're trading off and on. Uh, it doesn't mean we don't dislove ghosts in any way. We still love ghosts, whether we think they're real or not. And, and JJ, you're inviting all the stories. fans to your wedding, right? All yes. the hauntings? Email okay. uh, realhauntings at gmail.com. Just let us know you want to come to the wedding and we'll send you an invite. Okay, I'm going to hold you to that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> On this episode, we had Stacy reach out to us. She works at a library that is also haunted. So haunted that they have a 24-7 feed of the library. Stacy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. And you also told us that you listened to the podcast, which I didn't know that from reading your email. How did you find Real Hauntings? Um, You know, uh, I had a friend, uh, we have, we send TikToks to each other all the time. And she sent me a TikTok and it was about a whole long list of, you know, different spooky uh, podcasts. And I've been doing a lot of traveling lately. And that was the first one on the list. And I listened to an episode and I got sucked in and I'm still here. Huh. I wonder who that was. Do you remember who the TikToker I was? I don't. That I tried to look it up, but 
we send so many TikToks yeah, to each yeah. other. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> so I couldn't find it. But if I do, I'll let you know so that you yeah, can no definitely give a shout out. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's super cool. And we appreciate you listening. Well, you know, we love to find out where our guests fall on the Believo meter. Zero meaning ghosts are not real. And 10 ghosts are absolutely real. Where do you fall on that list? Uh, absolutely a number 10. Wow, JJ. So we got another 10 Whoa. with us tonight. All right. I don't know if it's because we're getting closer to October, but I feel like we've been getting more 10 and yeah. over. So I think we had a 15 recently. I was like, okay, let's settle I mean, down. if I could go up to 15, maybe, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wouldn't expect much less from a librarian because I feel like if, if ghosts are real, libraries are probably pretty haunted. Not because anything bad happens in libraries, but I just feel like it would be like, a chill place for a ghost to just hang out. And hey, but you want to know a fun fact, though? You guys seen the original Ghostbusters? Yes. And yeah, it has uh-huh. the ghost in the beginning at the library. Oh, uh-huh. We were the inspiration for that. No. What? Yeah. Okay, where is your library? So my library is Willard Public Library in Evansville, Indiana. Oh, okay. And it, I, f- I feel like I have to ask every librarian these days, how are sure. you doing? Oh, great. Okay. Because it's like hard out there for a lot of librarians. So I'm. Uh, Yes. But I mean, I know that there's this stigma that, you know, libraries are going to die. And I can honestly say that's not true. Um, You know, we have resources. We are probably one of the last free resources you can get in America. I mean, come in you can get a book with a library card you can use computers you can send fax machine or send faxes you can't send Mm. fax machines (laughs) um and it's just even just for normal reference questions too you know you get a lot of people who are not computer savvy and they don't know how Mm. to easily access the internet and sometimes they want to know uh what's the weather today they may not have TV, they may not, you know, or we actually do have a patron who calls in about once a week and he wants you to read the obituaries in the paper. Mm, yeah, so, that's I awesome. Mean, it's kind of, you know, when you I try to like, break it down, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, like I, some Gen Z listener just went fax machine. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> Uh, you never know. Some people still still want those faxes. I Look, when I so when cool I hear the word that. internet, I, I still would... hear do do Yes. Yeah. Yes. In my head. So the... I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's the age that I grew up in. Yeah. Well, we're so glad that you joined us because as JJ was saying, like libraries are such a classic, you know, haunting experience. And now to find out that it may have been the inspiration for one of the scenes in Ghostbusters. That's really mm-hmm. cool. I think Ghostbusters was probably my first introduction into paranormal. As a kid. Yeah, into yeah. the paranormal. Maybe mm-hmm. Casper, but I don't really have any memory like true of spooky. Casper, like but, you yeah. know, quote true spooky. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I know I, I dug the Adams family as a kid too, but yeah. I feel like Ghostbusters was like one of those things where somebody was like, Oh, you haven't seen this, you gotta see this, you know, since it came out in the eighties. Yeah. Um, which was really cool. Well, you, Stacy, personally, we know that your library is haunted. What about you? Have you experienced any hauntings in your life? I have. Um, so a fun fact about me, um, as bubbly as I am, uh, my parents actually 
you know, death is how we had an income. Uh, my dad made headstones for a living. Both my parents dug graves and uh, my mom was also a caretaker of a cemetery. And the stories that they would come back with is just interesting. Um, I've had a few um, in my adult life. I think the most recent one was I, I am the queen of naps. Naps are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had a sleep paralysis incident, which I would know that uh, you get spiders, you know, sure. the giant yeah. spiders uh-huh. that come down. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, at the time I had a roommate and I was sleeping in my chair and I could hear and I heard him walk around the chair and like, you know, when you can feel someone, even though you can't see them, like their energy, like they're this close to your face, like two inches. And that's what it's like. And I was like, why is he staring at me while I sleep? Like this is, he's going to tear the Mickey out of me when I wake up that, you know, there you are taking naps again. And so I let it go. And I, after it felt like it was done looking at me, like, are you really asleep? It walked away. And later on, he ended up waking up and uh, he came downstairs and I said, did you get up earlier today and just like stare at me? And he goes, I just got up just now. I go, no, I mean, like a couple hours ago, he, like he came downstairs, got something to drink or something and stared at me for sleeping. He goes, I don't know what you're talking about. I just woke up like just now, like two minutes ago. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> um, And then uh, when I lived in Washington state, before I moved to Indiana, uh, I, my husband had already moved out here and I was at home by myself and I came home from work and was doing the things. And we lived in a split level home and I thought I heard footsteps downstairs in our basement, which was odd. And I remember looking over the balcony that looks down into the basement and I audibly heard a whisper that said, shh, she can hear us. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so uh-huh. I call my sister and uh, she's like, hi. And I said, hi. She goes, you're on speakerphone, by the way. And that's like, you know, code of, you know, don't say anything super embarrassing. And uh, her husband on the believe meter is quite low. And I was like, I explained the story to her and she was like, okay. And I go, I just, if in case somebody's here, I need you to call 911. Okay. <laughs> and uh, she goes, what are you, are you going to go look? And I was like, of course I'm going to go look. And so she goes, do you have anything to protect yourself? And we had like one of those big old round pole sticks that you stick in your sliding glass door. And I was like, yeah, I got a stick. She goes, what are you going to do with that? I'm like, swing away, dude, swing away. <laughs> um, didn't find anything was completely freaked out. Had you ever heard anything audible before then? Yes. In that house as well, I was uh, unpacking and I thought I heard my roommate go, what are you doing? And I answered, putting my shoes away. What are you doing? And I didn't hear anything. And I was like, okay. And it's a dead end hall. And I was like, oh, he went to his room or whatever which was next to mine. And, uh, I went, I finished doing what I was doing and walked down the stairs and I was like, what are you doing? Give me the fifth degree about putting my shoes away. And he said, what are you talking about? And I'm like, you just asked me what I was doing. And he goes, I've been in a live game of this whole time. I haven't left. I was like, okay, awesome. Do you ever (laughs) think that like all these people are just like, Hey, 
let's all punk Stacy. <laughs> like, let's say things to her and then pretend we were like doing something okay, totally different. But to be fair, though, like I as much as I would love to say, like, maybe um, my mom told me that I used to tell her that there was this woman who'd come and talk to me at night. Really? I don't have oh. any memory of this. Uh, and I said, we were talking about it recently. And she goes, yeah, you said that there was this uh, lady that would come and talk to you every night. And I go, okay, uh, what did she say? And she goes, I don't know. I tried asking you. And you just said, she's just really nice. <laughs> that was it. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I huh. also had a imaginary friend that lived in the closet and I don't think that they were imaginary. I cannot tell you any, you know, like if you think about your imaginary oh. friends, you can be like, oh, they were, you know, six, four with, you know, uh, purple skin and, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. I can't tell you. My imaginary friend was yeah. a squirrel. So. That's awesome. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I had lots of imaginary friends, but, and the fact that her name was baby and it was a her and she lived in my closet is a little weird. I, I feel like we've heard from a lot of our guests that like as children, they kind of would like, or, or sometimes they were observing their kids being like, Oh, like, you know, that's my friend. So-and-so that late, that nice lady, like they're mm -hmm. just kind of like these weird, like grandma, grandpa spirits are just like, you know, well, and I'll, I'll take it kid. way better right? than the, the demon looking thing staring at me at night. Like I will take that yeah. any day of the week <laughs> you get a, a, a grandma ghost attached to you you just won the ghost lottery right <laughs> well, uh, well, the, the name of this episode is definitely going to be death my family's income I, I think that's, <gasps> that's the that would be amazing yeah and i'm saying it so when i'm editing it i'll go oh yeah that's the name of this episode um well that's that's really interesting i the only time i've ever heard an audible voice like that I was at my parents' home and, and I say my parents' home because I didn't grow up in that home. They moved to a different home after I'd moved out, but I, I had had, I'd been drinking with my family that night and everybody else had gone to bed and I stayed up to watch TV and, and I got up off the couch and walked through the kitchen and I audibly heard a male voice uh, whispering behind my left ear and of course I turned and nobody was there. Now I always just associated that with, Hey, I was intoxicated. That must've been what caused it. But I will say that's never happened to me since it never happened to me before um, when I had alcohol. So I, I don't know what that was, but that's the only thing I can relate to JJ. How many times have you had voices talk to you? I don't know. Oh, it well, did happen on once, the podcast. Well, yeah, there we go. Y'all yeah. are talking to my head right now. <laughs> yeah. So it happens a lot, really, because I, I communicate to a lot of people via uh, headphones and a laptop. So, uh -huh. yeah, uh -huh. every day. Um, yeah, I guess every now and then I might like or, or I'll hear something and be like, oh, what was that? I don't know. I guess I usually just like shake it off as like, oh, I heard a thing unless it's like something where like someone else heard it too and then we're like huh yeah that uh, one on the podcast is like was okay, creepy animal but when you hear like a specific voice that's sure or like I, when cat and i heard like a that whisper sound that right. was that was creepy yeah and the fact that it bled through the podcast was super weird i will say having a two-year-old right. and doing uh, a podcast like this where you're constantly 
talking about the supernatural. It's really weird because I just assume that they're discovering their own imagination, you know, uh-huh. and, and they see one thing on TV and it becomes their whole life for a period of time. Yeah. And he has had some night terrors and then it kind of went away and now it's coming back, which I had as a kid too. Mm. But the other night I went in and he was crying or whatever. And it was like the third time I'd gone in, which is unusual for him. And so I was just like, Hey, you know, what's, what's wrong? Why can't you sleep? Cause he's at a point now where he can talk, you know, pretty good. And he pointed to the corner and he said, it's the monster. And I was like, Ooh. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> and of course I didn't see anything there. Then I go that right there. And he said, yes. And I said, okay. So I turned around to it and I was like, Hey, leave my kid alone. I said his name, you know? And and so I just like yelled at this imaginary thing. And then he was repeating everything I was saying. And, um, I was like, is it gone? And he was like, yeah, we got rid of it. And I was like, okay, but, um, but it is kind of weird. You do this podcast enough where you, it does like where I think normally I would just be like, whatever, and move on about my business. But because we've heard so many stories, you know, especially people talking about their kids, you're like, Okay, I really hope there's not a monster in that room, you know? Well, and you have to yeah. remember too, like if you hear through, I mean, especially a lot of mediums, because I watch a lot of stuff and listen to a lot of mediums talk, intent is everything. So if you're like, yo, get out, you're not welcome here. You know, words have mm-hmm. power. Conviction yeah. is a very important so good for you. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm super brave with monsters. I can't see. I will fuck them up, you know? Um, so uh, I'm sorry. I feel like I derailed us. But so Stacy, you had these experiences. Your family grew up kind of surrounded by death. Correct. Do you feel like that has had a direct influence with you ending up at this library that is kind of has some infamy with being haunted? Uh yeah, a little bit. Actually, I have a, a friend who was talking to me, and he's also part of uh, the spooky family. And mm. uh, he said, you know, you it wasn't uh, a coincidence that you ended up here. And I will say that um, when, how I even found Willard to start with is that one of my friends, who, uh, she took me around, and I love old buildings. And if you've never seen Willard Library, it is an old Gothic Victorian building. Um, it opened up in 1885, and majority of everything outside and inside the building is original. So very old building. And so she takes me to this beautiful, gorgeous library and it was Halloween night actually and uh I was like oh that is so beautiful and then she's like yeah it's notoriously haunted and I said what she goes yeah by the lady in gray and I was like nah uh and I pulled it up on the website and then I went to bed that night and I woke up and I said you know what I wonder if they're hiring and ta-da um that's interesting the way that that kind of um what what sparked your interest yes and once I came in like as soon as I stepped foot in that building like lack of a better term like it just felt like home like and that's something I've told many many people everybody all my friends and family know how much I love my job how much I love being at Willard it's my favorite place to be besides you know home on my couch uh but I love Willard. I love being there. And it's just this homey feel to me. And I hope that that actually goes out to our patrons too. But 
for me personally, I just, I love being there every day, all day, every day. So I can't help but wonder, you know, we've, we've heard about the lady in white, the lady in black, now the uh-huh. lady in gray. I want to say the lady in red. I wonder if all these famous ghost spirits get together somewhere and all these ladies are like the head of the, you know, the ghost table and they, they announce attendance. They're like lady in white, lady in black, lady in, you know, (laughs) because we hear so much about specific ladies and specific colors. Do you have any opinion on that, Stacey? Why that's such a trope in the ghost spirit world? I think that it is, um, you know, people just kind of do it as an identifying factor. And the reason why the lady in gray is called the lady in gray is because she's gray. So uh, she was first uh, cited in 1937 and uh, the custodian went down early one winter morning to stock the furnace with coal and uh, a woman in Victorian garb with a gray veil over her face. She was solid gray, transparent, appeared in front of him, scared the daylights out of him. Uh, And he is actually the only employee on record to have ever left employment at Willard Library due to the ghost. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's spooky. I also like your theory, Noah, that maybe there's a council of ladies in different (laughs) colored dresses. But maybe as skeptics, I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> it might just be the color they appear in. But I mean, if you ooh, think about is... it, if you see if you see a lady in white or you see a white ghost, you're gonna be like, I saw a ghost. What did it look like? It was white. I yeah. mean the white ghost. It, it yeah, is. or red. I mean, I think yeah. a lady in red would I think a red ghost would be scary, yeah. Personally, but um, demonic. But I have never seen any, I've never seen the gray lady. Um I've been asked and no, um, I have heard things and smelled things, uh, things that I've heard is phantom crying. And, uh, as my, where I normally work is on the adult services floor, which, uh, is a place where, you know, normal library check-in checkout, you have children's in the bottom floor and on our top floor is our research room for genealogy. And uh, sometimes I work downstairs in the basement, which is where children's and archives is. And I was working in archives and um, I like to listen to deep focus music very lightly. Um, the room's very echoey and it just, it, it sounds beautiful. And, uh, you know, and sometimes you get tired of having noise just in general and you just want silence. So I turned the music off and I heard a woman sobbing. And I mean, not just like boohoo, it was like, (laughs) and it was just audible. And I'm like, am I hearing what I think I'm hearing? And I'm like, huh. And it was enough to make me get up out of my chair and walk towards the bathrooms because that's where it sounded like it was coming from. Mm -hmm. And I got down there. And by the time I got to the bathrooms, it stopped. And I went into the ladies' bathroom, you know, and see if there was someone who needed help. There wasn't. I looked around, there was nobody there. Uh, I promptly called my boss and I said, hi. And she said, hi. And I go, are you busy? And she goes, no. She goes, what's up? I go, well, I heard a woman crying and nobody's there. (laughs) And she immediately was like, do you need to come upstairs and hang out with me for a little bit? I'm like, no, no, I'm fine. It's good. It's good. (laughs) Um, So then flash forward to, oh gosh, I think a couple of months later, um, 
my boss came to me. She goes, oh my gosh, did you talk to our archivist? And I said, no, what happened? And she goes, she heard Phantom crying. And I go, nah, and I haven't told anybody other than my boss. And my boss is the best secret keeper of all time. Uh And I know she didn't say anything. And so I went and talked to the archivist and her story was exactly like mine. And when I told her, I'm like, it happened to me too. Just the recognition of I'm not alone. It's a sanity check. Like you heard it too. Oh my gosh. Right. (laughs) So that was, ah, that one was pretty good. Um, She also likes the elevator. Uh, She uses the elevator frequently. The archivist Uh, or? No, the gray lady. That was the ghost. The gray lady. (laughs) The gray lady. Do you think it was the gray lady that you heard crying, or is that that's speculation? I guess but. speculation. Yeah. Um, the speculation also, while we're talking about that, is that uh, speculation is that the gray lady ghost is Louise Carpenter. And to give you a quick little uh, history crash course, uh, Willard Library was founded by Willard Carpenter, and he wanted to leave a lasting legacy on Evansville. And in doing so, he decided to build this beautiful library. Cool. And I mean, and he was all about it. I mean, he was bringing brick and mortar onto the building every day in his 80s, which ultimately led him to have a stroke in 1883. Uh, And in doing so, he left majority of his money to the library and very little to his family. Mm. Now you have to remember, or you don't know this, but uh, Mr. Carpenter was not father of the year. So he had Uh a very strained relationship with his family. So his youngest daughter was like, "Uh, I didn't get enough money. So she took the library to court, sued them, claiming that her father was not in the right state of mind when he made his will. uh, And she lost. So, the theory wow. is, is that uh, once the gray lady is actually Louise Carpenter coming back to mm. uh, haunt the library that cheated her out of her inheritance. Uh, I personally don't think it's Louise Carpenter, because if you're that salty, I would think you'd be a little bit more aggressive and malevolent than some of the friendly poltergeist activity that we've been receiving. Mm, but, but that's just is me it- is Louise Carpenter, she is a Midwesterner, so like she has that passive aggressiveness. No, she was very <laughs> stubborn and very straightforward, like oh. to the point that like her and her dad butted heads and he actively told her like, I do not like your husband. You should divorce him. And she's like, nah. And she waited until after her dad died to divorce her husband. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. She just didn't want to admit she was wrong. <laughs> I guess. This I is guess. like the most Midwestern sounding family. <laughs> like emotionally absent dad who works himself to death. I mean, <laughs> I mean, and he started from nothing and grew his, his, I don't want to say empire, but, you know, grew his wealth. Library. And he uh, was very eccentric. And, um, you know, if he was a poor man, it is rumored that he would have been called crazy. Um. Yeah, but uh, yeah, and I mean, and for 1883 or in the 1880s, because the library opened two years after he died, so he didn't even get to see mm. it completed. Uh, the fact that he made this library so that all classes, all races, all sexes were able to have an you know read 
it was free that it was yeah. open to the public literally and for that time frame for the 1800s that's like some extreme forward thinking that's like, out of the year or not if if people were just like here have some free internet everybody <laughs> like that was the internet then that's and you know the what the way people get information libraries offer that yeah they so, still do. oh my gosh they still do <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> so Stacy, one thing I saw in your email is that sure. your library offers a 24-7 ghost stream. Yes. So funny story about that. Um, our cams went up about like 20 years ago, and that was on a whim. And Wait, 20 years ago. Okay. So it's yeah. we're what 2022? Yeah, so about 2000s, 2002. That's Man, that's kind of crazy to me. So that, that's that's some like real retro old internet cameras that they started oh, out with. Oh, yes, as they started out with. And originally, it was only supposed to be one night only. So like on Halloween night, and then, you know, go on until uh, then turn off on the next day on the first. And what ended up happening is 2 million people hit the cameras and crashed the whole internet. Wow. Why? And I so, mean, was it because of the why? the ghost stories? Yeah, because it was, you know, just through word of mouth that the library is haunted. And um, yeah, all worldwide. And two million wow. people hit our cameras that night and crashed the Internet. And oh so at that point, our director was like, this is on to something. And so we ended up having cameras 24 uh, seven and they get hit all the time. Um, and then we actually have a, I don't want to say it's a fan group. Uh, I would say dedicated watchers. I thought you were going to say stalkers. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, they're, uh, the Willard ghost chatters oh. on Facebook and it's, you know, and they watch the cameras and, you know, um, I, you know, I have friends and family who think it's really cool when they'll text me and be like, go wave at the hallway camera and I'll run down uh -huh. there and wave and then go back. So as you're talking about, you know, I mean this nicely, the old janky cameras, um, we recently got updated in the past couple of years. So beforehand it was like, you know, you see a picture or you see the camera or the, uh, the room, whatever one you're looking at, and like it refresh like every two seconds. Yeah. You know, it does mm -hmm. that. Eh, 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 eh. Now we have kind of a fluid motion of exactly what we do, like with FaceTime. All the only difference is there's a lag time about I think I counted like 70 seconds. I think mm -hmm. something along those lines, but a lot more live, um, easier to see. Uh, I do believe our top floor in the research room, which is the genealogy department, I think that cam is down as of now. Uh, they're working on getting it back up, which is interesting because it always feels like that camera always goes out. There's hmm. always an issue. This episode of the Real Hauntings, Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him. And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. 
and you can now fully customize your wild grain box. So you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Now, in the history of 20 years or so of there being a 24-7 feed, has anyone ever seen supernatural activity? And if so, have they ever documented it on the stream? Yes. So what they end up doing is the original one was they were able to like click and it take a snapshot and then you would send it. Now, because we're all able to screenshot with our phones or with our computers, uh, say difference. If you see something, screenshot it and then, you know, email it to the um, our website account and yeah. we'll have someone look at it. But yes, uh, that's a long answer to your question. Yes, uh, there was one where I think people said that there's a little boy named Billy, who used to hang out on the stairs and people would, you know, circle and, you know, there he is. I've never seen it. Um, there's some, I mean, and there's things that you do debunk too, where people like, look at this orb, it's moving. And it's like, well, that's a sunspot, but yeah. you know, thank you for paying attention though. I appreciate it. Um, there is another one that I have, um, unfortunately when the old, uh, cams went down, so did all the Oh, uh, no. history stuff the... yeah but i do have a couple of snapshots and one of them is this old man on the stairs and he has a bowler cap on and it's the coolest thing and it was like 2019 I think september 2019 something like that maybe 2020 and it was i mean you can't miss it i mean a bowler cap oh my gosh it was the coolest thing uh we call him frank don't know if that's his real name or not but that's what we call him um, and, and then there is the, uh, lady in gray, which we actually have caught photos of, um, at least one. And with that one, um, so trying to give you a quick rundown, uh, when we close the building at night, we turn all of our lights off. We all meet on the main floor. We all exit the building together An alarm is set. And that when the alarm is set, the a notification is sent to the director saying it's been secure. Yeah. So on this particular night did that and all the employees walk out to the parking lot 
and we all noticed, or well, I wasn't there at that point in time, wish I was, this was in 2019, uh, all the top floor lights were on, all of them. And we're like, ha, that was weird. So two of my coworkers were brave enough to go back in, undid the alarm. And uh, the librarian who worked the top floor, he went back up and he's a seasoned librarian. I mean, he's closed this building so many times he could do it in his sleep. So why would you leave all the lights on? Like, that's just an odd thing. But, you know, maybe he didn't. Maybe he did forget. Well, he turned all the lights off, went back downstairs The two of them set the alarm and left. And um, I think someone got a snapshot of a figure walking down the stairs. Uh, I think like two minutes after the alarm was set, or was it five minutes? It was some of the timeframe of when it was hit to, so. The alarm, like it's motion sensor alarms, like it didn't pick up any of this. Uh, yes, no, they did not. So our alarm systems do like doors opening. Uh-huh. Um, and then yes, some of them will go off if there's a motion detector. And unfortunately, there isn't a motion detector on our actual staircase. There is uh-huh. everywhere else in the building, but you have mm-hmm. to be able to open those doors in order to even access the staircase. So that would have triggered an alarm. Yeah. Huh? Wow. And obviously this has now become, or for a while has been a part of the library. Uh How does that impact the day-to-day functioning of the library? Has it been an asset to have this lore? Um, Is there like ghost merch that people can buy? Oh, oh yes, there is. We actually (laughs) have uh, t-shirts that have the gray lady on them. Uh, We used to, if not, we still do uh, have mugs and it has, it says Willard Library on it. And when you fill the mug full of hot water, the gray lady appears. (laughs) Oh, nice. Uh, And then a lot of, we have some, you know, ornaments, um, but as ghost wise, those are the only two things that really tailor towards the ghosts. In October, we actually do ghost tours, which we haven't been able to do them for the past two years due to the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year is the first time we're coming back and uh, they're free. And I just go to our website and get your free tickets and you can do it after hours ghost tour with one of the staff. Have you ever thought about bringing through like a trusted medium to see what they're feelings are about the library we have it's just it's a well price point Uh, (laughs) i don't know how to nice or tactfully put that but yes we have thought about that there i mean and that's not to say that you know there aren't actual mediums who come through we've had mediums come through and i mean and many of them have said you know they tried to reach out to the lady in gray and she doesn't want to talk to them. Actually, um, Lorraine Warren actually came to our library in the 80s. Wow. They were doing a some type of uh, convention in the area, and she came through, and the lady in gray wouldn't even talk to Lorraine Warren. Hmm. How often do you get people like coming up to the resource desk just to ask questions about All the ghosts? All the time. Yeah. All the time. And I mean, and, you know, we're, we're all truthful. Some of us, uh, I think one of my coworkers has been there for 26 years and she's never had an experience, not one. 
Yeah. And then huh. there are some of us, you know, I had an experience within the first eight months. So, yeah. you know, um, it kind of depends. And I think like, I don't want to say severity, but like, you know, sometimes it's just, it is an old building. So when you think you hear footsteps, you know, it is old wood and floors. And so it's like, and we live in a humid area. So it's like, is it because of the temperature change? Mm -hmm. Is it because, I mean, and most of us don't jump to it's the ghost. It's kind of like, Mm, and you know, I'll do a sweep and sometimes like I'll hear people or I'll hear voices and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I hear something. And it's people outside talking, you know, it's something yeah. that mm-hmm. simple, but they're like the, like the crying. I can't explain that. I even went down to the children's department, which is also in the basement. And I said, do you happen to have like a kid in here that was crying? And she said, I haven't had anybody in for the past hour. Yeah. Do you ever get scared or do you no. just kind of, ex- <laughs> <Poor kid>. no. <laughs> uh, not of re- ghosts or anything else. <laughs> Remember uh, uh, income by death. That's my I don't, family. I don't like snakes. No, thank you. Just no, thank you. Yeah, me either. <laughs> I, I'll never forget. We interviewed somebody from Australia who did the whole interview from outside. If you're listening, we love you. And thank you for coming on the podcast. But I remember her just being like, oh yeah, I just grabbed a giant snake and threw it off to the side it was going through the driveway and we're all like no thanks to that nope no no thank you no i haven't i mean like it's when i was first there um i've been with willard for three years now um when i was first there yeah i went in open-minded like i didn't you know people are like this place is haunted and you know sometimes those places aren't haunted but i went in with an open mind i didn't expect anything and um it was like, I think it was in November and, or December. Anyways, I was by myself and I'm sitting here. There's no patrons, no other staff on my floor. And I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to introduce myself because if I look like an idiot, at least I look like an idiot by myself. So that's cool. And I just nicely said, you know, hi, my name is Stacy. I'm new here to Willard and uh, I really love this library. I really love what I do here so far. Uh, I just want to let you know that I don't like being scared. I don't want you to touch me. Don't be pulling no chairs out in front of me. You can let me know you're here in other ways. And then I felt like I started scaring myself. And so I started singing Christmas carols because apparently that's my coping mechanism. And uh, go to Carol. Oh, I think it was a Carol of the bell. (laughs) Or we wish you a Merry Christmas. Yeah. I don't have to think. I don't have to worry about yeah. the words. It's no. just notes. <laughs> and uh, JJ, that so, was great wrist action on that. Yeah, imaginary I'm sorry, our, our listeners couldn't see my my pantomiming my object work of, of being in <laughs> so bell good. choir. It's so good. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you so and much. So we were. I was sitting there, and I was like, okay, I'm just creeping myself out, and um, all of a sudden, our elevator dings open, and that's not unusual the doors open and nobody's coming out and we do get a lot of patrons who um you know have a hard time getting around or they have walkers or you know and i didn't want the elevator door to close on them so i you know round the corner to help them and there's nobody there now yes people can you know jump in the elevator and they hit all the buttons and that can happen the thing that makes this creepy is the fact that to call our elevator, you have to push the button and that button stays lit. It does not light unless you push it. 
and it was lit. And I was like, oh, I tried to debunk it. I did all the elevator rides and all the combinations to try and make it work. And it only stays lit when the elevator's in motion and you need it to go to that floor. Huh. So like not only was there just like an empty elevator getting on the floor, but the lights were behaving differently than how right. they should. Like yeah. some weird. And our elevator some, gets like, surfaced often. So I mean, like so, frequently. <laughs> so you don't think it was like some kind of electrical issue? It, I really don't. It hasn't yeah. happened again. Um, I've been whistled at in the elevator as well. It's a kind of a matchbox size elevator. Um, you know, you could probably fit comfortably four people if you sit in the four corners of the elevator. Yeah. And uh, I was working the night shift. So on Mondays and Tuesdays, we're open until 8 p.m. And I was lazy and didn't want to take the stairs. So I took the elevator because mm -hmm. I didn't want to run up, come back down. And uh, I get in the elevator, I hit my floor and behind me where I'm standing, there's probably 12 inches and somebody whistled and I can't whistle. So I can't tell you what it sounded like, but it was yeah. a high, low sound, like two distinct notes. Not a Fox call. It was okay, just kind well, of like, good. it was just like, I'm here type of thing. And I remember walking go, out of the elevator and I just kept turning around looking and my coworker goes, what? And I told him what happened and bless his heart because he really, he's dying to have a paranormal experience. So when I told him this, he goes, why doesn't this happen to me? <laughs> When's <laughs> my turn. And he's been with us for a year. So <laughs> poor kid anyways. And he tried to debunk it. He got in the elevator and he said, did it, he goes, the elevator makes a kind of like a, a humming whistle sound, you know, he goes, where did the sound come from? I go behind me, like my right ear behind me. Mm -hmm. And there isn't room for anyone behind me, but I wasn't scared. Like I was just kind of like, okay. Yeah. Cool. Have you ever played the elevator game in that elevator? No, I'm not going to dabble in that. <laughs> what's, the, what's the elevator game? It's, you ever uh, hear the Lisa Lamb story? Yeah. It's like supposedly a way to... I mean, my understanding is like you connect to some demonic force in the elevator by a combination of buttons. Um, okay, but that's a combination of buttons. We only have three. We have wow. the basement, the main floor, and then the top floor. That might be difficult. <laughs> Those are yeah. the only three you need. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and then well, and the other interesting thing about our elevator too is that on our top floor in a ge the genealogy department, we have a ton of old, gorgeous old books, and for security reasons, we lock the elevator. Mm -hmm. so that people don't wander away with them. However, that's one of the reasons why the elevator's locked. The other reason is because before um, the books were in the way, the shelving was in the way, we have a uh, Berry Plastics. Uh, it's a factory right next to us. Uh, we would, our maintenance man would get phone calls saying that our elevator was going all night upstairs and just oh, the doors would open and close. Open, Do you guys close. have a camera feed on that elevator for people? No, not facing that. We have had like, so she is, the spirits, I guess, are notorious for uh covering their tracks so much so like one of my coworkers, um they they were the last ones i know of that have actually seen the lady in gray and they saw her on because we have security cameras everywhere on top of our ghost cams and this basically a wall of screens and um 
these two ladies were working in the children's department and one of them said, uh, could you come here for a minute? And she walks over and she goes, do you see what I see? And she said, I see a lady in a gray Victorian dress and a veil staring out the door window. Like it's a glass door and she stared at it and she says, that's what I see. And then all of a sudden, the gray lady turns and looks at the camera and her face disappears. And so does the rest of her. And so when they reround the footage to when that happened, it was um, snowy, garbled. Uh, I feel like you would have immediately started going, do you see what I see? Christmas song. <laughs> I mean, uh, the one of the librarians, she was like, you know, I have a half day coming and today be that day. That's wild. Well, there, there's obviously That's a so plethora creepy. of things going on there. How can people support the library? I mean, you know, that the, the, the library is in the institution is something that I think all of us grew up with being a part of our lives. And of course the internet was around when we were all kids. JJ is a little <laughs> younger than me, but um, you know, but the internet has kind of pushed, I feel like the library down a little bit in people's minds, but obviously sure. it's still a great access mm -hmm. to underprivileged, to just mm -hmm. kids getting into reading, you know, having Absolutely. a cool book. So how can we all make sure that libraries are around for the, future generations uh people well so i would say um always check your local library uh either in person or if they have a website a lot of libraries have events going on that are free like free family events sometimes movie mm. nights sometimes game nights um, i think at willard on wednesday mornings we have a story toddler time with miss lucy and she reads stories and it's just it's a fun free resource for these children to come and do um, the other part of it is sometimes the internet isn't your friend and you may need help looking up one topic and sometimes mm -hmm. it's tough topics. I mean, you know, drugs, alcohol, addiction, um, rape, all these tough topics and people are embarrassed. And I guess the one thing I would love to say is that, you know, we as librarians are here to help. We're not here to judge. So if you're going to mm -hmm. come at me and go, this is what I need, I'm going to help you find that. And there is no judgment. That's, That's good awesome. to know. I never thought about that. Yeah. 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 It is true that like, you know, I like to be a librarian and like to have, you know, studied library sciences, you have, you're learning how to like also teach people how to properly research because mm -hmm. so, so much access to information really like makes it difficult for a lot of people it does it does and you know and some people like i had a patron come in the other day and you know for liabilities i can't fill out paperwork or we can't fill out paperwork or tax forms mm -hmm. but if you don't understand how to pronounce a word or what a word means like right. i we can help you with that and i, I sat with a patron and i helped her you know read through it and you know broke it down in a way to help her understand what this says. I mean, it's, you know, I mean this nicely, it's government cardboard. And sometimes you're just going, what? Yeah. And in that simple help. And it means the world to people when you actually, you know, take time and help them with something. And, you know, so 
again, like I said, libraries are kind, they're free. You know, I would absolutely, if we can't help you, we can try to direct you in a way to help you. How can our fans get in touch with you if you want to put that information out and how can they definitely follow information on the library? Okay. So our library website is willard.lib, like library.in.us. And we have a plethora of information on there. Um, if you go to our events tab, it shows all the different events we do. We do virtual craft afternoons, so you can come in and get a free craft kit and then do this craft kit at home <laughs> with a video that shows you how to do it. Um, we also have ghost tours that are coming up. Uh, those are free. Uh, the tickets are free. Uh, you just need to register and make sure that you bring either your email confirmation or a physical piece of paper when you come in because there's only a select amount. Uh, because our website is so fantastic, it does best on a desktop and not on your phone. <laughs> something we're working on. And our tour dates for that is October 13th and the 15th, the 20th to the 22nd, and then the 27th. And the date or the times are 7, 8, and 9 p.m. And they're about an hour each. It's not a spook house, so nothing's going to jump out and scare you. It's a little bit of history about that the library. <laughs> yeah, if, if something does, you know what, I, I will be there with you. You know what, Base, you know, I, I haven't been scared lately, so maybe I won't be like, oh, let's be friends. Yeah. Yay. I'm um, sure that guy hiding behind the bookshelf is part of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's not a spook house. So it's just kind of a quick tour, a uh, quick history about the library. And then we kind of jump into all the, all the fun spooky stories that happen throughout the library and we do update it. So it's a little different every year because new things happen and new creepy things happen. Um, and then if you want to check out our ghost cams, you can go to uh, willardghost.com and you have a plethora, I think like seven cameras. So you'll have the genealogy or the research floor, adult services, the stairs, the children's story pit in the children's room, and then the hallway. Cool. So all of our socials for Instagram, uh, TikTok, uh, Facebook is Wellard Public Library, all one word. I Google image the library and it looks so Isn't amazing. it beautiful? It's so cool. Oh, it's beautiful. If you guys ever want to come out this way, I will give you a wonderful tour and maybe I can even, you know, work it in there to do an after hours thing and see if you guys can catch anything. Uh-oh. It, it's exactly what you imagine libraries to smell like. Like you just walk, you're like, yes. Well, that's yeah. why we keep JJ around is for his vast beautifulness <laughs> and his smells. All right. With that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. And I'm Stacy Dotson. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. 
So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.